You're listening to season two of By Shawnita, wholeness series novel, Weighing My Options, chapter six. Brianna rolled her eyes as she walked away from her great aunt, Busybody. I'll tell Thomas you said hi, Aunt Lottie. Her legs moved so fast, she resembled a cartoon character whose legs moved so fast, it made a circular motion. Alati's sister blocked her path, arms engulfed Brianna's waist. Protest, rude, futile, so Brianna accepted the embrace. Aunt Minnie, Daddy told me what happened with your young man. We're going to get you together. God wants you to repent so he can open your womb. It is not his will for your marriage to end, darling. You've got to fight for your marriage. Minnie released Brianna. Her heart pounded hard enough to knock Aunt Minnie across the room. We're not separated, Aunt Minnie. He heads up his division and there was an emergency at work he had to take care of. Coming for Lionequa's funeral. Minnie took one of Brianna's hands with a smile. Praise God. Prayers work. I told my entire prayer network about your problems. So don't you worry, honey. God is working it out. Snatched her hand back as gentle as possible. And Tony used to talk about the rude old women at church who thought because they were older, they could use God as a front to spread other people's business. No one warned. Those old women were part of their family. The pounding in her heart made its way to her head. A migraine formed at the nape of her neck. From bliss to stress in 10 seconds, her aunts beat their previous record. Distracted by the pain, she missed her meddling cousin, Tracy, walk up to her. No one knew how to kick up mess and keep it going like Tracy. News of Thomas's daughter spread through the family better than a cold. Thanks to Tracy. Well, look who the wind blew in. Tracy looked around Brianna. You left that fine Thomas in the hotel. Brianna blinked. Huh? I can't blame you. I'd keep Mr. Fine away from all my cousins if I went from dime to penny too. Glad you came. Wouldn't have believed any of them if I hadn't seen it for myself. Tracy moved in close, so only Brianna heard her. Kind of cliche to go from homecoming queen to heifer. You could have done something unpredictable and kept yourself up. Maybe then you could have some kids and keep your husband out of other people's bed. A vision of herself choking the life out of Tracy flashed through Brianna's mind as the pain in her head intensified. My marriage and weight are none of your concern. Excuse me. Brianna used more force than needed to push past Tracy. Anger boiled inside Brianna's belly. Somewhere deep down in her heart, she hoped the rivalry Tracy started with her in middle school ended. Decent human beings didn't hold lifelong grudges. Decent human beings didn't call each other names. Decent human beings didn't revel in other people's struggles. Must have slipped her aunt's mind to teach Latricia how to be a decent human being. Her heart pounded in her chest. Thoughts of breaking laws and one smug nose crossed her mind. Brianna couldn't picture Thomas bailing her out of jail. She wished Thomas weren't the only one able to take care of whatever happened at his company. He protected her from all the foolishness some of her relatives needed to thrive. No one put them in their place with finesse like her Thomas. Brianna side. The garden tub of her suite beckoned to her. Some wine, a quick call to room service, and the day would be salvaged. The lady at the front desk mentioned several restaurants in walking distance. When she checked in, that delivered. 
thought of some sweet cheesecake covered in white chocolate with a raspberry made by cake capers across the street from the hotel. After ordering some soul food gave her a brief smile. Her night could be saved. Nothing a little soul food and sweets couldn't fix. Julie almost fell under her dad's weight. No one could drink better than her dad. Being back in Atlanta without her mother proved to be too much for him. All of the liquor in the room vanished once his bag sat in the closet. He would ask her to run to the package store later if he didn't sleep through breakfast. The slumber party in Brianna's room felt days away. She propped her dad up with one arm and opened their room with the other. An older white man walked down the hall. Serves you right. You should stick to your own kind. He's my dad, you idiot. Julie flipped him the bird. The door fell open as the man's stride slowed. Getting her father into the room blocked him from her view. Don't let stupid people take you to their level, Julie. You're so much better than him. You're better than this. The fragrance of liquor rose from her father's skin and enveloped Julie. I don't want you to end up like me, Julie. Julie tried to ignore the latest bit of drunken counsel from her dad. It happened more than she cared to admit. Tonight, she saw something in his eye that told her his words weren't to be dismissed. No matter how many times she heard them before. Tell Caitlin and Devon I won't be back down. Make sure Devon don't saddle you with them kids. You haven't been home since the year your mother died. Enjoy yourself, Julie. Her dad collapsed into an alcohol-numbed rest. She knew well. Julie took a step toward the bed to adjust her dad's position so he wouldn't wake up in pain, but she knew moving him wouldn't help. The pain they shared ran deeper than a crick in his neck or back. She hoped the slumber party with Tony and Brianna staved off her usual nightcap. Moments later, she re-entered the hall where everyone gathered in circles and talked about La Uniqua, her video memorial and upcoming funeral. No one mentioned what killed her, but the thoughts of her own weight problems spoke to Julie with each step. Devon hurried toward Julie from a corner in the room where his girl for the weekend appeared to hold her breath as his children ran around her in circles. Julie forced her body to move faster than her joint and back pain allowed most days to the bathroom. Laughter erupted as she limped into the closest stall. Thoughts of Caitlin closed up in her fiancé's room making babies and Devon trying to pawn his off on her to get some reminded her she had a boyfriend too. Most girls missed their guy when away from them. Julie had forgotten all about Mitt. Sniff, sniff. Julie froze. You okay? Sniff, sniff. Yeah. Brianna? Julie flushed the toilet. The space between the door and stall didn't allow enough room to see the woman's face. She opened the door. Brianna. Ten years faded away. Julie remembered the day she found Brianna in their middle school bathroom crying over a boy. So many things to cry about, but Brianna only ever cried over boys. You don't look okay, Brianna. Brianna looked at her and tried to smile. A sob released instead. Julie hung her head. It never worked. Tony handled distraught Brianna much better than she did. Beating up or threatening the person who made Julie cry seemed to be the best fit for Julie. Thomas? Brianna shook her head. No. Jacoby? Julie said, 
Brianna laughed. I haven't seen Jacoby since the eighth grade. Julie laughed too. You only dated two guys your whole life, so I'm fresh out of names. A scowl filled Brianna's face. Tracy. Julie wished it were Thomas. She cracked her knuckles. I just go have a little talk with little Miss Tracy. Brianna caught Julie's arm. We're not in middle school anymore, Jules. You can't beat down my problems for me. I'm fine. She isn't worth the energy it would take to kick her butt. Julie acquiesced. Plan B. Go back to the hotel and call in an order for 50 pizzas to her room at midnight. Brianna smiled. Her arms engulfed Julie before she knew how to stop them. I've missed you, Julie Jules. Me too. Julie hadn't felt like the Julie Jules Brianna missed for a long time. Tony watched the videos of her cousin flicker on and off the screen. No one knew how it pained her to see her protege in images discussed in the past tense. Information for the funeral crossed the screen. Reality of her own health issues hit closer to her heart. They could watch her video in a few years if she didn't do something to change her lifestyle and lose weight. Shame how such a pretty girl let herself go like that after high school. Aunt Minnie stood next to Aunt Lottie, blocking Tony from walking away from them in the left or right direction. Downright sinful how food can become an idol in someone's life, huh, Lottie? Amen to that, Minnie. Aunt Lottie leaned in toward Tony. Your young man may have stayed if you hadn't packed the pounds on internet. You still have a pretty face. It's not too late to get down to a workable size and snag a decent man. Tony sent an emergency call for help out to the Holy Spirit. Her mother would flip if she disrespected Aunt Lottie and Aunt Minnie, even if they deserved it. Excuse me. Aunt Minnie and Aunt Lottie exchanged a glance. You know, we talked to your dad and he thinks it would be a good ideal for you to come and spend time out with us on the ranch. We helped your cousin Rachel lose 40 pounds the summer she came to stay with us. Cousin Rachel is in high school. I'm a grown woman. I appreciate your... Tony swallowed hard. Concern, but my weight is under control. Aunt Lottie harumphed, says you. Tony pleaded with God to help her before her flesh overrode the smidgen of Holy Spirit still able to guide and direct her. Someone over in that corner is trying to get y'all's attention. Aunt Lottie and Aunt Minnie moved toward the direction Tony pointed. Tony slipped through the small space it made to the side of them. A sigh of relief escaped before a cuss word emerged. The only other person she prayed not to see, in addition to Aunt Lottie and Aunt Minnie, ambled into her personal space. Well, bless the Lord, cuzzo. He sucked his teeth. Heard what happened at your church. Darn shame, too. You ever hear from the lawyers and stuff to testify against her? Cuss words jammed the path from her brain to her lips. No. Really? He leaned in close. You can tell me. I won't tell anybody. Nothing to tell, Michael. I served. I left. When I moved. End of story. Tony felt her blood pressure escalate. She heard the Holy Spirit ask why she left her time with him back at her old church. Don't get antsy with me because you like to drink coffee, auntie. No one blamed you for not wanting to date men for a while after what that dude in Texas did to you. Downright shameful. Knocking someone up and having the AIDS. I'm just checking on my favorite cousin. Michael tried to drape his arm around her shoulders. Tony remembered the last reunion and the money Michael asked for on the last day. I'm fine, Michael. Excuse me. Wait, 
before you leave. Can you give me that pastor's number so I can call for some of her special spiritual counseling while I'm here? Her cousin gave her an attempt at a killer smile. Duty calls, cuz I have to go. Tony rocked back and forth. I really need to go. Michael stepped aside as someone new approached Tony. She waved a quick hello, then darted to the ladies' room. Once inside, she released a small but distinct scream. I know why we're here. What are you doing in here? Julie looked at Brianna. You're the golden child. Golden child five years ago. If one more person says something to me about Raj or my old church, I'm going to scream for real. I'm over it. The garden tub and a takeout menu somewhere around here has my name on it. Brianna sighed. This day and those old witches are nothing a good cheesecake and some soul food can't fix. Tony smiled. Her stomach fought with her mind as and craved the comfort of her favorite candy. A nice two liter soda and a walk up the street for some fries and a triple patty cheeseburger. Images from the slideshow for La Unique will roll through her mind. I hear you. A few light snacks or heavy treats with a few drinks will help me forget any of this craziness happened. Until tomorrow when we do it all over again. Julie leaned against the wall. Then it's settled. We're bypassing the last few activities and meeting in Brianna's suite. Tony relaxed her shoulders and smiled. Just like old times, Brianna said, I'm glad I came instead of giving some bogus excuse to stay home. Yeah, me too, Julie said. I am glad to see you too. Hanging out with you will make this all worth it. Tony decided not to lie. Just being in Atlanta felt awkward. The insinuations, snickers, and whispering by her quote-unquote family hurt. Her return flight to North Carolina seemed too far away. Let's go get our guilty pleasures. I'll see y'all in a minute. Wait, how are we going to get out of here without being bothered again? Aunt Lottie and Aunt Minnie may be old, but they are wiry. If we say something crazy, they ghetto grandchildren will try to check us. Brianna looked at Tony, to Julie, and back to Tony. Music for a popular line dance came on. Everyone dances to this song. If we move now, they won't notice we're gone. Tony looked at their shoulders. Where are your purses? I didn't bring one. I have my room key and money in my pocket. Julie shrugged. Same here. I didn't want to carry it. Be Brianna batted her eyes. Good. Tony smiled. See y'all at the slumber party. Last one there has to pay for dessert. I hope you enjoyed Weighing My Options, Chapter 6, written in red by Shawnita. Yeah, that's me. Please tell your friends about the podcast and join us next week for Chapter 7. Oh, and in case you didn't know, you can see these characters and other characters from the Wholeness series over on my YouTube channel. Just search for Shawnita or go to my website and you'll find it easy. Thanks for listening. See you next time.